Hi, this is Mo. Um, just before the episode starts, I just wanted to put a little disclaimer. Um, we are not fluent in Korean, <laughs> as you can tell um, from the name Nigerian Nunes. Uh, we're actually Nigerian British. Um, so we're not fluent in Korean, but um, so there'll be a few mispronunciations. However, this is something that we are working on and we hope to improve in the future. So just bear with us till then. I hope you enjoy the episode. Bye. Welcome to Nigerian Nunes. Hello, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm Mo. I'm African Kitch. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, welcome to this uh, episode where we talk about K-dramas, or this whole new podcast where we talk about K-dramas. Our maiden edition. Our maiden edition. We're launching. We're launching the Nunes. <laughs> We're launching K-dramas. <laughs> um, okay. So, first of all, before we go into, you know, what the, the beef or the main... Uh, meat of this podcast I just thought we'd just talk about how we got into K-dramas in the first place well you started it it was <laughs> you started the crazy and then I joined a few years. exactly you started the infection and I you know I was infected about two years ago yeah so why yeah. don't you start yeah I know it's only been recently isn't Jesus it Christ, two years yeah. ago uh, so I think it was um, I was on holiday I was on leave um, it was November 2016 and I watched um, it was actually not a K-drama it was actually a, J- a Japanese drama called Mischievous Kiss. Um, and I was so enthralled with it that I actually, it was a Sunday and I stayed up to about one o'clock in the morning watching it. And I then tended, then actually then started to watch all the other reiterations of Mischievous Kiss because it's almost like Pride and Prejudice for the Asian market because there's a Korean version, a Thai version, loads of versions. So it was through there that I started to watch, um, you know, K-drama. I got, I, the first show I watched actually was... Um, um, Playful Kiss, and then I watched uh, Hello My Twenties or Age of Youth. We will talk about later. And then I was like, went to my family and said, "Oh, you guys, let's watch this show. Yes, come get infected." <laughs> I find that funny because I didn't realize it was actually that recent. Because yeah. you started watching it in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. I started watching it in two thousand seventeen. Oh yeah. Because it was like February two thousand seventeen, wasn't it? So I didn't know it was actually quite that quite. Close together. It was exactly. It was. Yeah, I was on leave. it was just yeah. a few months. It was just and a few months. Yeah. So for me, it was different. So obviously, you know, I am a big fan of Bollywood films. Mm. So I've always been very interested in that sort of cinema. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Mo Patient Zero came and infected. <laughs> and the first thing that we watched was Age of, um, sorry, Age of Youth. Yes. We watched that together, which I obviously loved so mm-hmm. much because it was a wonderful gateway drug into the K drama world. And then I decided to go and explore myself. And then the first one I watched, so there was like a series I watched back to back because my K-drama sense is slightly different from yours. Mm, yes, so I watched um, White Nights, which I love. Oh, yeah, the one with UIE. I, uh, yes. U-E-E. U-E. It's U-E-E, U-E-E yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not U-E that I love. I mean, I mean yeah, okay, White Nights. <laughs> then I watched Atelier, which is the J-drama. Oh, yeah, that's the one, the lingerie. The lingerie um, one about the exotic lingerie, which I thought was very interesting in and of itself, simply because as, um, simply because, because of the, um, of, again, it was, so with, um, White Knight was because of the political empire interplay with, um, um, Atelier was because of, you know, the business life and, you know, trying to strive for greatness. Yeah. And then I now watched uh, Misangi in Oh, life. God, and I, was like, That's it. I was like, that is it. And then I didn't find out until later on just how popular <laughs> Incomplete Life was. And all Huge. the things I loved about it obviously ended up being loved. Mm. And then from there, I just fell down the rabbit hole and I'm now stuck. 
somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I've not gone to the bottom yet. I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, same here. Still stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about... stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> I was about to say Louise, but I know Louise didn't actually sing that. It was someone else that sang it, but mm. I forgot to move. Um, okay, let's go into the shows that we are watching now, or actually shows that are currently being released, and, you know, thankfully due to... I know the popularity of K-drama are now actually more readily available to watch on um, places like Netflix mm-hmm. and Vicky. Yeah. So um, the big one that got uh, released about, uh, was it in February? Sorry, we're in February last now. Year. Last month yeah. was Memories of the Alhambra. Was it last month? I think it was December. Was it December? I think it was December last year that it came out. No, it wasn't. Was it was it? January. Was it? It was after Christmas. Okay, so, no, they were hyping it. You were hyping yes, it, yeah. Yes, yes, so yes. Memories of the Alhambra is basically um, the new show that has Yubin and um, Pak Shin Hye. It's from the writer of W, um, Song Jae Hung. Um, and because of, um, it's one of those, she's one of those writers that because of her um, premises are uni- very unique. She's one of those like Kim Hoon Sook that people actually look forward to her dramas. I mean, W wasn't fantastic. It was a great premise, just ended on the wrong foot. Well, yes, because I think, <laughs> then we, you know, we talked about, I, I yeah. mean, I'm going to do a review of that yeah. at some point, but with W, the premise was actually very beautiful. An amazing premise. But then it was like halfway through, I think like episode eight, like they sort of yeah. lost the plot. It was like Lost's something. It's like something <laughs> broke in the narrative, mm. and suddenly just turned into a totally different show altogether, which was very irritating because I was really enjoying it. I know it's, it was brilliant. So mm. when this show was announced, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Hugh Bin, Hugh Bin, who has been basically making movies for the last two years. Mm. In fact, he's actually coming back to TV. Mm. Park Shin Hye as well had been taking a break from drama, so this was seen as that big comeback mm-hmm. drama. Um, I don't want to. Because we're still, I'm still watching it at the moment on episode 10. Oh, God, um, got to episode 10. Got to episode 10. Oh, wow. it's, I can only tell you, it, it's about, um, I don't want to actually spoil the premise I think, no, yet. I think it's, no, it's good to give the premise because, okay, synopsis-wise, it's about um, a guy mm-hmm. who gets hold of a new and interesting game, video game. Yes. And it looks at how it interfaces with the game. And the other people that um, helped produce the game and pull in his life, you know, from his, I think we can talk about it, mm. from the, um, the sister of person who created the game mm-hmm. to the, his ex-wife and previous partners and then lots of other people that basically They're surround involved. him. It's, 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 it's a brief synopsis, not quite Not quite that, there. But, and yeah. we will do like a proper like um, review when it's over. Because I'm trying, I mean, actually the last um, episode went out, I think, this week. Oh God, um, you I'm, have to watch it? Yeah, so I'm going, because, uh, okay. When I started this drama, I think the problem with TVN dramas is that TVN, obviously, is a cable company in Korea. They have so much money that they just base... And this um, drama is based... 80% of it is based in um, in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they basically just went, right, let's just make all these long tracking shots of, you know, Spanish streets. So they, they needed a good editor. Mm-hmm. And I was bored in the first episode because there was just a scene where he had to walk somewhere and it took like 10 minutes. And I was like, why is it taking so long? So I actually dropped it, mm-hmm. um, I think, in the third episode because I was like, okay, I don't even know where this is actually going. I'm a little bit bored. I don't, I'm not sure. I came back to it and I'm glad I did because the story has gotten better. I do think she, um, there's a problem with the female character. 
And um, the writer has actually said that it was she didn't want there to be um, you know a one true pairing as called the OT and OTP. She just wanted to basically just write from the male point of view. I think that's why Park Shin Hye's character is kind of to me an asshole, weak and useless in this. And there's come a weird forced romance. Sorry, I left myself mixed up. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was thinking of Hyun Bin. Um, Hyun Bin. I, I jumped. I oh, jumped. no pack. No, no pack. Shame. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay if you've been. Um, but it's the, there are lots of instances in it where I actually, because I'm, I'm not a hardcore gamer, but I think I can call myself a gamer. And there are a lot of things that happened that I was like, okay, that's interesting. And there's something this guy does that he did something and I, he reminded of my older brother who is like a hardcore gamer. And I was like, oh my God, that is so, I was like, oh geez, I could totally, I totally understand that kind of gamer. So it's, it's really good. It's a solid premise, um, but I'm still watching it. And so far my favorite character is the younger sister. Well, um, so I've been trying to watch this show for the last month and I'm on Stop episode three. And for episode three specifically, I started watching it. I fast forwarded because in case you you would not know this, but I'm still a person that all this false emotion I can't deal with it. You know, you the staring, have, the intense the staring, staring with no words. The music. <laughs> I just I fast forward because all of this for me doesn't make any sense. So I fast forward things. Mm. So let me explain what this how painful this is to me. I I fast forwarded through a lot of the crap of episode one and two. Oh, so bad. I got to episode three. <laughs> And I think I got to the 35 minute mark. Yes. And I stopped. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, I finished <laughs> episode three because it was just so horrible. Well, for me, I found it horrible. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is that I was actually going to make an effort and watch the remaining, uh, like two more episodes before we had this. Mm. But for me, I was just like, no. But the end no. of episode, no, no, the end of episode three was very interesting. Which yes. Is, which makes me want to go back and watch mm-hmm. it. But here's my issue. I know we just we've discussed this. Firstly, a character of Hyun Bin, mm. um, um, Yoon Jin Woo, he is an asshole. I agree. He is a massive asshole. He's the sort of asshole that if you saw him on the street, you want to slap him because you reactively know that he's an asshole. Now, it could be, like you said, because the writer wants to write a, a particular strong male character mm. that was representative of Chabal type people. Mm. But it was, I don't think, I think, but you see, here's the thing, the acting is so good, I actually believe Hyun Bin <laughs> is an asshole. So that is good. That's great. The acting is great. And then um, Pak um, Shehin's character, Jung Hee-ho, she is a wet blanket. Oh, she, yeah. Now we know Absolutely that, nothing. We know that Pak Shehin can cry on a dime. I mean, all you have to, you just have to watch any of his shows and her, her eyes start to waver <laughs> and tears just trickle down. Just one first, just one side. And you know, it's it's beautiful type crying. I mean, this is not the one where you put the mentalated spirit in your eyes and you start crying. This is she finds the tears from somewhere and she cries. She <laughs> she's she's a she's a giant wet blanket. But this particular character makes me feel insulted as a woman. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, it's not great. It is such a passive Character, she's uh, the character that she plays, um, Jung Hee uh, Jo, that I've watched again. Mm. This is episode three is such a passive character. In one part, in the beginning, I don't think I'm going to spoil anything because this is the first episode, the second mm. episode. Um, Yu Jung, uh, Jun Woo comes in to her hotel mm-hmm. to stay in her hotel. His experience is not the best, granted, things happen. He berates her. Oh, and everything he says is correct. But it's just the manner he says horrible. it. <laughs> he berates her. He dresses her down. This was on the day he's meant to leave, by the way, because he only paid for one night. And this girl stands on a counter and cries. 
I would have removed my shoe. Throw it as but and I have to say, I have to say, I agree. I agree. With, I agree that he, I no, agree. he had a right to vent his frustration. Yeah. But here's the thing. When he came in, he was warned. He was told very, very clearly. It's like when you go into hell and they tell you, you know, it's going to be hot. It's going to be very, it's going to be hot. It's going to be very, very hot. If it's going to be so hot and there's no water and people are probably going to flog you. And even with that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be your worst nightmare. And mm. you're told ahead of time. Yeah. And you say, no, I shall do it. Anyway. Anyway. Mm. And then you get upset at the devil because, oh my God, hell is hot. That frustrated me. But like I said, I've, I've only watched episode three. I do think that there's a lot that regarding the gamification, um, because this is a game and it looks, it, it touches on um, augmented reality, which is yeah. a really huge thing currently in the gaming world. So I think that looking at it from, for me, that is more interesting than I think the interrelation between the two main leads. Oh no, because there's exactly. nothing there. I think the gaming, yeah. the way they did the gaming, the way that they visualized the gaming and expressed the gaming was very good. Mm. I do think that, yes, your brother would really, really love it from mm. the perspective of the gaming life. I think that my sister, on the other hand, will be so pissed off. No, she's going to mm. love, she's going to be, she's going to like it because of the sense that, you know, it's, it gives her something to rail against. So she's anti-technology, but not anti-technology in the sense that she actually believes that the world she goes back to the dark ages, but anti-technology in the sense that she believes that every piece of technology is spying on you. And I think that with this particular show specifically, she will have something to rail against about oh, the world. She will. She definitely will. Exactly. And as a person who I am, the sort of person that I am, looking at the augmented reality kind of pisses me off because I'm like, I'm seeing a weird person randomly, you know, doing stuff in the middle of the road. Are you crazy? Should I cross the street? Is there something that should upset me about this? Now, of course, that's a different, a totally different conversation. But I think for me, it's the technological aspect that is much more fascinating, which is why I'm going to watch it because mm. I want to see how that story um, evolves and unfolds. Um, I don't, I'm not particularly keen on the interrelation um, between the two main characters. I don't think that's that interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that that's why I will potentially continue watching Moments of Alhambra. I think when we do the next podcast, ask me if I've actually gotten past episode three and then I'll give you my update and my thoughts. It is good. And just to say, um, when I was watching it, the game that reminded me of was Pokemon Go. And then in her interview, the writer's interview, she was like, oh yeah, I was inspired by Pokemon Go. And I was like, oh, of course. And it actually reminds me a lot of the Pokemon Go Eevee series as well on Switch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aspects of the game, I think I probably stole from that as well. Well, you did mention (laughs) the fact that um, this particular writer does tend to write herself into a, a corner. corner. And I think I can I, I can see that because I can see if I okay, I can see it in W. Mm. So I think maybe as I continue to watch Memories of Alhambra, maybe that will uh, memories of the Alhambra rather. Yeah. Maybe I will see that evolution. But looking at what she did in W, I think she has great ideas. Oh fantastic but I think she ends ideas. Up, um, she ends up getting stuck in her in her social media feed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the problem. But she did write Queen Ian's Man, so I do have faith in her, but we'll mm, see. Okay. Um another show we've been watching and is actually I think currently came to an end last week as well, is Encounter, mm. which is the show with Pat Bogom and Song Hee Ko. Oh my god. Right. Okay. So this okay. is the big Pac Bogram grammar. He hasn't done anything since reply nineteen eighty eight because he's been busy making money, making Coca Cola commercials and, you know, refrigerator commercials and basically being quoted in almost every K drama as either someone gorgeous or the best Korean actor. I'm gonna say this, the boy is still cute. <laughs> he oh, is. oh yeah, yeah. Our money sure. our money looks good our money looks good on him. Doesn't it? Money looks good on him. He starts the drama with really long hair because he's playing this, you know, photographer well 
well, this um, what's the word? Graduate who is like having his last like I don't fling know, with um, like a last his gap year. His gap year, like he's going on holiday in Cuba before he goes back to Korea to start work. Mm. Um, so it looks like he does like a Coca Cola commercial. At one point, he actually asked for Coca Cola, and I was like, okay, we're buying his contract. And also, when you look at the Cuba shots, it was very. When you look at the Cuba shot, it was very lush and very beautiful. So the Cuba scenes were very lush and very beautiful. But yes, so you were, so continue the premise, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, he, uh, he while, whilst in Cuba, he meets this woman. He helps her because she loses her shoe and then he falls off like... And gets robbed. And then gets robbed as well. And also, there was, a pre- there was an encounter before they met, which sort of... Yeah, sets the scene see. for when they meet later on. But basically, I'll say it's a drama about social classes. Mm. Um, she's this, um, the woman who's somebody kill is a charitable um, shouts in Cuba, opening the Cuban branch of her um, hotel. Um, she meets Pat Bogum. Um, find out later that Pat Bogum is actually um, a, you know an entry level worker in her hotel, and um, they have like they have a spark. Um, she's just um, she she um, was married to this high pro- into this high profile um, chairball family. She's just had a divorce, so she um, don't go okay, too much things. into Let it. Me, a few things. Yeah. So, firstly, so she's the daughter of a politician. Yes, that's what right. So she's yeah. basically been born into this particular world. So yes. she's always on show mm. as part of the evolution as we've known for Paulist dramas. Mm. She was married to this Chibo family, mm. and then in getting married to this Chibo family, what I found very interesting, because in the first episode we were told that she married the Chibo family, she gets divorced mm. because her husband asks her for a divorce because he wants to marry somebody else, or he's in love with somebody mm. else. The but then as the story unfolds, it just gets kind of weird. The relationship gets just a little bit off. But the Pak Bokom coming into the mix is obviously mm. quite interesting. But you're right, it's, a, it's about class, mm. and it's about, um, it's about class, it's about ideology as well mm. you know the ideology of what makes someone happy yes and what you must or do you do you have to sacrifice certain things mm. to reach a level of happiness so yeah that was very interesting it's it's got gorgeous cinematography it yeah. looks beautiful it's not um, as clean it's not as shiny as um secretary what's oh no it's not as shiny as secretary <laughs> came i think the director kind of did it to me it was almost like his i can make an oscar winning movie if i mm. wanted to because mm. it just looks thank you with filters like even the way it starts it starts like with the perspective of her back you see how you see actually her story from um looking at the back of her so it's like from when she was a kid um when she was younger and she was at her dad's political rallies to when she gets married and she's wearing the wedding dress and to when she got divorced she has shorter hair and she i i thought that was all very like okay that's an interesting way to show us what she's been through um it's ultimately it's a reverse of the chable um poor um, rich man poor woman relationship because she's the rich woman he's the um papa gum is the poor man and so far i like it but i felt very i wasn't sure why i didn't like it a lot and then i read a blog and i think her name is k drama fan i I'm so I will give you the proper credit in the show notes. But she pointed out something that I think that was niggling me was that both characters and I've got up to episode four. What have you got up to? Way beyond that. Oh, brilliant! Okay, so you know, both characters were acting to me like they were in a rom com, 
But this show is not a rom com. I totally disagree. It's like this show is not rom. I, I think totally, that there are I a lot totally of. Agree. I totally agree with everything you just said. Really? Okay. I firstly, think it's I, a rom com. No, 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 it's not a rom com. I agree with the fact that it's beautifully shot. I mean, yeah. even the animation yeah. in the beginning follows this fairy tale idea. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. And it is so beautiful shot. There's this particular scene. Um, I think maybe it's episode four. Um, when she's in um Soko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this framing from the back mm. when they're at the beach. It looks like a painting. <laughs> like, it's just this back it's view. It's so yeah, beautifully shot. So beautiful. Um, And there's some of these characters that I've seen in other shows that you could tell that time was wearing on them. <laughs> but when, it's, when I say with this show, I'm like, what happened to the lines on your face that I saw in 2000 and, you know, 2018 or 2016? The lines were clear. But anyway, that's beyond the fact. So it's a beautifully shot thing. Um, Here's where I think. I never saw it as a rom-com. I think from the very beginning, the way I saw it, there's a certain quiet intensity from the, for me that I got mm-hmm. from the very, very first episode, which is the sense of withheld desperation yeah. that I could see in the male female, uh, main female character, Cha Soo Young, played by Song Kye Kyu. Mm-hmm. So there's this restraint. Um, and then, of course, Park Bukom's character is meant to add the... The like we said, you know, you said it's a reversal of it's a role reversal where you mm. have it's usually the female character who's trying mm. to break the tension that the man is feeling. Mm. And I think from a woman's perspective, it's a different sort of tension because it's not the obvious power tension; mm. it's about the suppression of power tension because it's almost as though she has this force around mm. trying to suppress that power mm. because they are trying to be bigger. Mm. And then Park Bogum's character comes in as obviously a clarity, um, a palate cleanser for that. For me, it was yeah. never a rom com. At least I haven't seen it from a rom com. For me, I see it as it actually feels like a film. It feels like one of those utter um, love story French-ish type films, mm. which is that it's telling a story of a woman's path to discover herself and this man that's part of it. Um, I never saw it as a sort of comedic. Was, I mean, there are comedic elements maybe with her secretary, comedic mm. elements with his friends, oh, but the, his their particular. Oh no, I'm thing, not saying that it's rom com. I mean. Some of the things that they, they do, and even sometimes the way Pat Bogum's character is depicted, it's almost like, you know, manic pixie dream boy. He's almost yes. too happy. I to, will agree with it, that. And it's, I'm almost like, eh, but that's not realistic. But you say a manic pixie dream girl doesn't necessarily always have to be in a comedy. Because when you look at mm. something like 500 Days of Summer, Mm-hmm. It was. A, she's a manic pixie. She's oh manic- yeah, but that was subverting the that movie. It's the entire thing I is know. subverting the, the whole, narrative the of the narrative manic. Of that, but yeah. what I'm trying to say is that, oddly enough, there's mm. when I look at the way that this is shot and the way it's written, this is actually one of the first shows I've actually gone to try and find out who the writer was. Oh yeah, because I usually, you know, I usually yeah, don't yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Who wrote this? Because. Mm. It reminds me of that. If when you look at certain parts of the cinematography mm. and look at certain parts of how the story is evolving, I have that idea of 500 Days of Summer. But you're quite mm. right that Pat Bogart's character is the male version of the manic pixie. But there are certain things that are going on as you continue to watch the show mm. that so I think just sort of maybe defers to the idea. There are certain classic elements of the Chibol storylines that we mm. see. But it's now the crazy inverted. mother-in-laws. Oh God, Jesus Christ. the crazy, the crazy mothers. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but it's it's sort of. But I think it's sort of. I'm, I'm currently, I think, at episode seven or eight. Okay. Because I really, really liked it. Like I said, watching this. Is how sad it is. Mm-hmm. I started watching yesterday evening. Oh. I didn't sleep. Wow. Because, you got to seven. Because I wanted to see what the next bit was. Now it could also be because I like I have a low level, high level crush on Pat <laughs> and I, like I said helps <laughs> no I think and the money really makes him look way better and that got those teeth 
I don't know those teeth. I know. I don't. He's, those teeth he's are a good looking. Dude. And he's so. And, but I think he's more beyond the good looking. He's just. Mm. He's sweet. I think mm. that is the reason why I bought into his character. Maybe a bit more because obviously I encountered him in reply nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Was it ninety seven ninety four? Eighty eight. Eighty eight rather. Mm. And that sweetness of his character, I think, comes through in his films. Mm. And this seems like a perfect role to reflect the sweetness of the character that you see. Mm. I like, do. Like, I I do like Papa Gum in this. I think that I watched him in a reality TV show that is also on Netflix. Mm. Hoy's uh, Bed and Breakfast, I think it's called, or whatever, because mm. everyone was talking about it. So I watched it like three episodes, and he's essentially in this show of Encounter playing himself. Is he? He is himself. Or is the PR version of himself? Or the PR version of himself. It is him. Mm. When I wa- and I think uh, some other people have made the version as well. I think I should continue watching it. I think it's good, but that took me out. Um, also, I find sometimes I'm almost walking in treacle when I'm watch- when I'm watching it. But maybe that's just teething, and it's the first few episodes. I think it's beautiful. Um, the mother-in-law thing, I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, for God's sake. No, but, but no, the mother, you know, that mother-in-law, if she could, I mean... She's crazy. But I find it... They're both crazy. There's something I find very interesting, though, when I'm watching a lot of K-dramas, which is mm. the depiction of women. Mm. The depiction of women, not just in the romantic sense, but the depiction of women as this force of evil. And I know I'm using that work very specifically. <laughs> force of evil. Because women are being highlighted almost in this... It's like the ills of the world are put at the... So... The woman it has to be good. Mm. She either has to be a good woman in the classic, you know, I, I, you know, I dislike good mm. narratives, mm. or she's a bad woman, <laughs> or she's a mother. There's never really something in the middle that shows the complexity of characters. And I think maybe the reason why I like mm. this show so far, forgetting the mother-in-law character, is the character, the main lead female character. Oh, she's great. That shows that complexity yeah. in mm. them. I do like I think the first one was actually. I mean, I think I may have seen her in something else, but I think she was in Full House and The Sense of the Sun as well. No, that's probably why. Yeah. uh, Because I watched The Sense of the Sun. That's why. So, yeah, so for me, that was. So, I I do like that. And also, I like the. You know, because I'm always very interested in power plays and social Mm. mores and things like that. Mm. So, this is another thing that interests me about Mm. social mores. But this is also very interesting. Because I realized, I was shocked by myself, because I realized that. I'm actually watching this thing to the end. I'm only fast forwarding maybe once or twice. Ah, uh, there you go. Which is shocking. <laughs> I fast forward. Like, I fast forward. Like, There's I been a lot of fat in it, I have to say. The guy, the editing... Is sharp. The editing is sharp. The cinematography is on point. And the storyline, I think, once you get in... Well, for me, it mm. was very... It was a very... For me, it's a good storyline. Mm. It might change when I watch further on. Mm. Um, I'm currently on episode, um, like I said, I think seven or eight. Mm. But I realize the last two episodes are still locked because I'm not a, like, Vicky. Oh, okay. Right. But I'm sure by the time I get there... But you'll I, still be I'm, open. I'm, you'll probably be open I'm, up, But it was... I really... I, I like it so far. I'm going to continue. Yeah, I think you should. And just the last one that, you know, uh, that is showing at the moment, um, that started actually last week, is Romance is a Bonus Book. Mm. It's um, Lee John Suk and Lee Na Young. Uh, Lee Jun Suk, basically, I think he has a massive fan at Netflix because mm-hmm. half of his discography <laughs> is on Netflix, mm. um, which is good because I think uh, he's one of the actors I do. I am interested in whatever his projects that he does because sometimes mm. he does quite interesting stuff. He was in W, Pinocchio, um, Him of Death, which is, was just released, is actually on Netflix as well, which was a web drama. Um, and uh, I Hear Your Voice, which is, everyone says, is the gold standard for Nuna dramas. Um, Romance in the Wellness book is actually a Nuna drama. 
Um, it's very shiny and uh, bright, like Secretary Kim. I would say. I don't say. know what's going on in the cinematography in Korea. Yeah, the world, but they're stripping away every single sign of life and going plastic. Oh yeah, it's very shiny and bright. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I, I've saw, I've seen two episodes and I like it. So I, I actually really do. I would say it's very. Um, what's what I'm looking for? It's very. It's almost like a hug. It's just mm. easy. It's like a coffee table drama, is how I would put it. It is. They are. They do um, showcase some realities and some harsh realities sometimes. Usually of basically trying to get a job in Korea. Um, so it's not just all sweetness and light. But I do think um, I'm interested to see where the story is going to go. Um, and I like Lee Jong Suk, so I was like, yeah, I'm down for it. Well, I've not started watching it because mm. I know I'm a binger. I don't really like. Um, I I don't like I don't like people to tell me I should come back next week to watch it. So <laughs> I, just, I like to have like maybe five episodes and I'll start watching so it. So I haven't it. watched it. Mm. But here's the thing with what you said about Lee Jong Suk. So, mm. Yeah, right. Mm. Here's you see, I'm not that enamored with him. I mean, I know that you have mm. your. Model Avengers thing going is, is, on. Is that just the Model hey, Avengers hey, thing? Hey, hey, why? I'll be honest. I've only found him um, attractive in um, one of his shows, which was While You Were Sleeping, actually, which is not the one on Netflix. I actually have it on Vicky. I want to watch that on Vicky. Yeah, actually. it's one he did with Susie, mm. maybe because he was wearing a suit and tie in that one, probably. But that's also interesting because talking mm. about Nona dramas, because the guy that was in Something in the Ring is also in While You Were Sleeping. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? But anyway, back to this. So I haven't watched it. So I haven't really. I'm not as enamored with him as an actor because I watched Pinocchio, mm. and in that as well. I mean, they, he goes, there's a level of um, earnestness mm-hmm. that he goes towards that's just a bit too much <laughs> that I'm not that enamored with. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when I look at W, which is the thing I saw him in, again, mm-hmm. it, that, that same moving towards this far end for me, I'm not, again, as an actor, I'm not that enamored with him. I feel that I have felt that his characters tend to be, I mean, they can be, maybe they're two note. Mm. Maybe not one note, maybe two notes, maybe two and a half notes. Mm-hmm. But maybe when I watch Romance of the Bonus book, that would be different. But I do think you're right that I think someone in Netflix probably has a crush on him because everything is everything coming on there. Is everything is, is there. coming on there. But I also want to hear, watch um, I Hear Your Voice, mm. which I think would be interesting. But we're talking about the realities of, um, of finding a job in Korea. That's actually going to bring me to something I try. I, I started watching. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, mm-hmm. but I think we'll talk about what the things we are watching. I think I'll bring that up. Okay. Yeah. Um. So just uh, so that's uh, the three dramas that we are basically, you know, are currently live or just about to finish. That I've just mm-hmm. been, in the, you know, uh, everyone's been talking about. But there are other dramas which are, you know finishing up as well or about to start so there is clean with passion now that just had its finale um i've watched it up to like episode 13 it's brilliant um vicky now has the um license for it it's based on the web dra- um sorry on the webtoon um it's king young so um king yo jung and yo king sang um she was a um, kim young song she was in uh, moonlight drawn by clouds this is like her first adult role because mm. i think she just turned 17 when she did moonlight drawn by clouds and this is like everyone's like a big adult role i saw that mm. on, i saw that on vicky i think they didn't have like three episodes of yeah the moment, episodes but it's moment. very interesting because the guys from goblin isn't it? yeah so, yeah so it's no no it's um is it clean with passion is it? that's clean with passion now the one that's the guys from goblin is um, Touch Your Heart, which is the secondary couple from Goblin, which is... Is it Touch Lin, Your Heart? Yeah, Lin Dong Suk and um, Yuena, oh, who so played Sunny and um, Kim Woo Bin, yeah, or the, the Grim Reaper. Reaper yeah. <laughs> really? Mm. Um, it's, I saw that yesterday. Mm. Um, there are three episodes up on Vicky at the moment. 
uh, no, actually two episodes up on Vicky, and I watched the first episode, and I, I wasn't sure what to expect, because I was like, oh god, I hope it's not crap, because I really like both of them, mm-hmm. but it's really good, um, there's a great parody of Descendants of the Sun in it, and they actually um, have also a character, which is, I think is also referencing Kim Won-suk, who mm-hmm. wrote Goblin and Descendants of the Sun, mm-hmm. um, I actually really like Yuina in this, she's always fantastic anyway, but... I, her um, take, because uh, she's playing a spoilt actress. A spoilt actress is experiencing a, slum, uh, a slump. She wants to get this part as a um, lawyer. So she has to go um, intern at like a, you know, a, a law office based for three months. Learn humility. And learn, exactly, learn humility. You know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically what Brenda Zellweger did before she got the part of the Jones. <laughs> she was, because she, she, yeah, she yeah. interned like a, yeah. at, um, okay. what um, book publishing place it was, mm-hmm. but she did. Um, it, she's really funny in this. I was actually surprised because I thought it would be one of those dramas where you're like, yeah, it's okay. It's like visual training. Um, yeah. But it, it was really good. Yeah. I was really surprised at how good it was. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also, dramas are around as well. There's Last Empress. Mm. I am waiting till that finishes and then I'm going to watch it properly. Yes. I watched the first episode and to me, it was, it. it was batshit crazy. Someone mm. I know um, mentioned, uh, described it as a bedazzled um, iPhone 4. It's just <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. I, I, it's, they say it's a, it's a manjak, again, that term, where it's just like everything is just turned up to 11 team. Mm. It's just absolutely nuts. I have heard about it. And what I found interesting <laughs> was because I think one of the reasons I actually was curious about what watching is that there's a character that I watched in. There's um, oh, this one, uh, Miss Har- Arumbe. Uh-huh, yes. The, there's a character that's in, Sarum, that's in Empress of whatever. Characters in which... Oh, yes. The, yeah. um, the, the Eli- Elijah. And I'm going her name. No, she's... Yeah, she's yeah her name is Elijah or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's the um, PA to the king mm. in this. I'm I'm going to wait to... If it's like 30-minute episodes. So at the moment, it was, it was 48, but it's been extended to 52 because it's doing so well. It's taking all the ratings. Oh, God help um, me. So I'm going to wait till it's, it finishes. Then I'm going to watch it because it's one of those shows where you cannot just watch it half-heartedly because so many things happen i actually got i thought i had whiplash <laughs> from how many things happened in that first episode i was just watching it to watch something when i was at work mm. and i'm having lunch and i was like what is happening here <laughs> what is going on <laughs> you have to almost just commit to that okay i commit to the bullshit take me on this ride exactly so special disbelief exactly mm. um uh, and then just to quickly mention there's crowned um clown as well which is this big sagak um, that um, basically is kind of like Prince and the Pauper, but not really Prince and the Pauper. Um, it's following this king, uh, King Yun, uh, King Ye Jun, who uh, basically thinks that he's going to be assassinated. So he gets um, this um, clown, or what we'll call maybe a jester, to um, take his place. It's really mm. intense. I watch, I'm not really a huge fan of sagas in terms of the really, because the, there's so many and not everyone has done really well. But this one is actually really, really good. And even the politics it. are good in it. Really? I actually, because sometimes the good politics, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, politics, yeah, give me this I part. I saw the preview. But, but I think it's well, good. I said preview. I saw, I saw, I read the, um, the premise. Yeah. I'm not that convinced. By oh, watch it. I watched it because I wasn't convinced. I was like, oh, I'll just see what's. It's very long, though. Mm-hmm. And I watched two episodes. And I was like, okay, I'll wait till that finishes. Then I'm going to watch it. It always reminds me of uh, tree, uh, the Tree with Deep Roots. It kind of reminds me of that one, but the actor is fantastic. Eugene Ju, I've not seen him in anything. Um, 
I've not been able to see any of his other dramas, but in this one, he's, I actually was, okay, give it up. He's a really good actor. And this last drama that started as well is Legal High. I was um, interested in this because of the poster. It reminded me of Ace Attorney, which is a game I play. The, um, which is a game which is done by Capcom. Um, I haven't, I've seen 20 minutes of this because I just started watching it before we started doing this podcast because it just finished subbing it on Vicky, the first episode on Vicky. So far, it's just about this guy who um, has this 100% winning um, streak. He's a lawyer, um, but he basically doesn't care about um, the law. He's all about his win. Um, he's quite arrogant. It's very comical, um, but um, jury's still... <laughs> Jury's still out on this one, um, but it's yeah. out there and it started last week. Um, it's available on Vicky or any other place where you stream KDK drama. Mm. But yeah, those are the shows that um upcoming and live at the mm -hmm. moment. Um, so I thought the next thing we could do was just talk about a drama that we would recommend everyone to go out and watch because it's fantastic. Uh, well, recommend like forever, ever, or recommend based on what you're watching right now. Um, forever ever which well, is we said we, we said we talked about it come on it's gotta be the, it's gotta be the gateway drug yeah which is age of, of youth, youth. Exactly. Or hello my, my 20s. 20s definitely i mean that is if you're not into k-dramas and you're just coming to k-dramas even if you are you are into k-dramas mm. it just gives a totally different perspective about it, it's also kind of shiny actually when you think about it but it's real like shiny oh, yeah. it's like real shine realness shiny mm -hmm. shiny realness <laughs> shiny realness it's shiny realness that's coined that phrase yes it has shiny realness. it has shiny realness mm -hmm. but it's such a beautifully it's beautifully shot mm -hmm. it's a wonderful story it's a multi-layered story yes and also i think what it does it gives you an insight into some of the challenges that you're that's faced by young people mm -hmm. i would say in their 20s at home my 20s mm -hmm. but it's you find that it resonates across the board it's not just like a korean centric or Korean centric, it's actually something that resonates, I think, across different parts Definitely. of the world. Definitely, so, yeah. it follows basically five girls who live in a um, what's that word? In a, shared accommodation. in a shared accommodation together. Um, and it's they're all university students, as well. Uh, well, yeah, they're all meant to be students, they're all meant they're to be students recently left, or you know, yeah, mm -hmm. still around. It's about basically they're young women in their 20s, in their 20s, their early 20s to their late 20s. 20s. Yeah. yeah, it's it's and that's all we need to tell you. Yes, it's. it's Brilliant, it's really good. It was so good they got a second series. Which is odd for K drums because generally you only have like one Exactly. Season and everybody now wants a third yes, series. Mm -hmm. And I I really want a third series, but we don't know if that's going to happen. I'm not sure um, I want to. I think I would like them to have gone out on a high. I would like I would hit for them to do a third season. Because you know there's some things we saw in the excerpts at the park. Exactly. That I don't want to so, no, I, I don't spoil that. it. But I mean, mm. if anything, when you watch this drama, it's not really watch about OTPs or anything. Mm. I mean, there's one OTP that you really want to get together, which is Jiwon's character and Sung Min. Mm. But there's some excerpts and stuff in the second one that makes you go, okay, I really want to watch how we get to that point. But, I, but then again, I don't. Cause I don't want because the mess of the franchise. Yeah, I was worried about watching the second season of this. I was like, oh mm. my God, if it's shit, I'm going to just exactly. find, exactly. you know, the PD. I'm like, PD name. Yes. What is happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's on Netflix. It's called mm -hmm. Hello My Twenties. Or um, actually, that's what it's, it's called. On Netflix. Yeah, on yeah. Netflix. So but it, I think on Vicky's maybe Age of Youth. It's Age of Youth on Vicky. And I... It's the honestly, anytime I want to introduce anybody to K drama, I say go watch that. Mm. It's really good, and I and I bet I don't think anyway. If you watch it and you mm. like it, let us know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> let us know. Let us, you know, make listen. 
Make a comment on the podcast. Make a comment on the yes, podcast. Yes, let's exactly. know. Yeah. Check the show notes, the details will be there. Exactly. But let us know what you feel or what you think about mm-hmm. it. But that's what we would recommend. Mm-hmm. Our first recommendation. Sure. Yes. From the Nunas. From the Nunas. From the Nigerian Nunas. Hello, my 20s. Yes. Season one and season two. Yes. <laughs> okay. Which is saying a lot. All right. Okay. African Kitch, what yes. are you watching at the moment? Oof, God. I'm. I think the question is, what am I not watching? <laughs> Why are you not watching What am I not watching at the moment? So, uh, I'm watching Sky Castle. Now, everybody who has been, who's maybe watching... Sorry, that, that's, my, uh, that's my phone. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Now, I don't know anybody who has been watching K-dramas over, or heard K-dramas since December would most likely have heard of Sky Castle. Yes. And Sky Castle is this epic... Um, show that looks at the lives of I know actually interesting enough they're not the, they're not the chibol they're not upper class they're like the mid upper class mm, mid like, upper class yeah class. upper and middle class them trying to push their children into getting into the best schools the sky schools that's so uh, medical school college um, Korean um, university and and is it um, and then Yangyug University so basically mm. in Korea those are the, these are the Ivies those are the three main Ivies in Korea and that's the play of the words for Sky Castle mm. as well and these guys live in Sky Castle which is a gated community yes. and they're all doctors or they're lawyers and their goal in life is to get their children into the top universities and then it looks at the different interplays between all the different characters um, it's very I mean it's a very rich I mean I had to stop because I watched it's episode seven mm-hmm. and then i had to stop because it's just too much it's there's so just, dense they're so dense so many there's a lot of things going on in it that can be very overwhelming so i stopped at episode seven and i'm like i'm going to come back to it mm. because you know ugh, life is too short right now yeah. and because i'm watching a lot of other things <laughs> exactly so, yeah, so that's me obviously you know memories of the alhambra i'm trying to go through it <laughs> because that's very very heavy I also, you know, I told her about the fact that I watched something that made me thought, made me think about, you know, the, you talked about the challenge of getting into mm, employment. Mm. So I, I started watching a show called Radiant Office. Oh, I, I'm watching that as well. Yes, so I started watching Radiant Office. <laughs> yeah, and, you I'm know, watching that. I thought it was going to be something, which it's turned out not to be. Nope. And it's kind of annoying because <laughs> I think I, I was upset. I mean, there's a lot of, there's too much unnecessarily crying, but I think, mm. so, I mean, the what I liked in the beginning, it just talks about the difficulty about trying to get into employment, how people are, impl- you apply for a job, your different jobs a hundred times. Yeah, the fact that there are these interviews in. and I like, know, you and five other people. Exactly. And I liked those, this episode, I think it was episode two, mm. where they were showing the beginning of trying to get a job yeah. and turned into warfare. I know. That was I so know. interesting. That's what I love about this show. The little... Yeah, the outtake. So that was good. I watched um, a film, a see film a Chinese film mm-hmm. well one there are two films with the same female character one is called looking for a star and the other is a beautiful life mm-hmm. um the beautiful life it's just so oh, heart-wrenching yeah, I mean yeah, so sad <laughs> and looking for a star it has the same lead actress yeah, in it, it but it's an it's slightly different from it's actually early I think it was in 2000 I think they shot it, it was 2007 2008 mm-hmm. well it's, it's quite a very very interesting film and what you remember mm-hmm. uh, which oh yeah um, I remember yes yeah so remember Right. Well, okay. I'm watching it. There's some weird, weird interplay <laughs> with some of the characters. I'm like, really? Um, the the main lead, ca- the male female main lead female character is um Kimisu. Car is the purpose that oh, yeah, Kimisu. Um, it's like, what's wrong? Because actually, mm, Kim. So um, that's quite an interesting one. So I'm watching it. I'm dipping in and out. I, I think I'm now at episode ten. 10, 10 okay. but I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. so, I'm like I know I'm gonna finish watching it but it's um yeah it's just I just have to get I have to get through it I just have to go through it I watched um temperature of love 
Oh. But I didn't. Uh, yes, I did finish watching Temperature of Love, um, because hmm, yeah. Okay, so I watched Temperature of Love, and I think I'm just so right now I'm actually just I've I found that I think almost anything to stop me watching Birds of the Alhambra. <laughs> so I've watched a lot of shows in the interim, <laughs> but one I really like what. One I, there was one I really really liked, which is um, Suspicious Partners. Oh yeah, which I watched, which I really yes. I really really love the character. And I actually like the real life story of the male male main female actress whose name I forgot now. We'll put it in the yeah. note. And how you know she's actually a child actor who has transitioned into adult films, and yeah, she's a very name. very good. She's actually a very very good actress, which you know I I like. And then so two more things that I watched. One, I do I do. Oh gosh, yes. I yes, do, I do. I do, I do. You told me you're watching that. Yes, which I've watched. I finished watching it, which I really liked. I think at some point we're going to talk about that once you've watched it. Mm. And um, I tried watching Dare to Dream, and which no. is... Um, <laughs> is that yeah. one that is set in like a Nivea office in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, I build on that. It's a Chinese drama. No, 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 Dare to Dream. It's oh, Dare to Dream. Oh, sorry. That's called, um, called Here to Dream. Which is... um. Jealousy, Jealousy incarnate. incarnate. Sorry, I thought yeah. you meant. I thought you were talking about Here to Dream, which yeah. I saw. And I was like, no, no, no. So I watched Dear to Dream because I'd watched uh, the master's, uh, the master's son, mm. and the master's son was. I liked it. I liked it for the male, main female lead character, and I watched Dear to Dream because of her. But it felt like she was playing the same role in both things. So I was like, I'm not that interested in watching it, to be very frank with you. But um, yeah, so that's what I'm watching. So lots of things. So I'm like in the halfway through lots of shows right now. <laughs> At some point I'm going to finish them. I think over the next week I'm going to finish most of them. Which shows you why I don't have a life. Because the fact that I can sit down and watch a 16 episode show, which is literally well, 16 movies. You're not sitting down. Most of the time you're like on your way to work. I'm trying to watching but still, it still. But still it's just a lot of watching that I'm doing. That's a 1K drama. Yes, and I'm not reading as much as I should. So that's me. I'm feeling depressed. <laughs> But yeah, so that's what I watch. What about you? What are you watching? Uh, I'm watching um, um, Beauty Inside. Um, mm. I was watching this on Drama Fever before Drama Fever um, died. R.I.P. Drama Fever. And it was acquired by Vicky. It mm. um, has um, Seo Hyun Jin, who I absolutely love. She was in um, Let's Eat 2. And she was in Temperature of Love as well. And she, play, she plays every woman really well. Um, the show I love her from is, apart from Let's Eat 2, is another Hoya Young. Mm. I think it is... A great drama. It was one of the first time I was actually going. I was actually cheering against the main couple. I watched something. In, I watched something with her recently as well. Temperature of love. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Temperature of love. Yeah, 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 temperature, temperature of love. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um. But another Hoi Young. I think you should watch that before you watch Beauty Inside. The reason why is that it's from the same PD. And a lot of people in that show are make cameos in this show, and it's just Ooh. fun going. Oh, that's this person. And, okay. Because she plays this actress. Um, who for a week for a week every month changes into someone else? That's on my list. That's um, on my list. It's it's, fun. it's based on a movie. It's actually there's a movie called uh, Beauty Inside. It was released in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and then she basically meets this guy who suffers from this. He doesn't um, remember faces. Called, yeah, called pros- prosnasia, which is your inability to recognize faces. And Lee Jong Ki, who is in um, my um, This Is Our First Life, I'm sure everyone watched that. Fantastic. Um, actually, is the main lead in this, and it's a really good show. I love her, and it was just it's good to see her have a lead, and it's good to also see the little sh- nods mm. to um, another Miss uh, another Miss O or another Way Young. Mm-hmm. It's good to see like, oh, that's this person, that's mm. that person. Um, it's really good. I'm on episode four at the moment. I'm watching it on Vicky. 
Um, and it's really good. I'm watching that yeah. moment. Um, also watching a Chinese drama called Internal Love. This is different from, uh, it's called The Internal Love, um, different from Internal Love or Five Miles of Peach Blossoms. I'll get to that. Um, but Internal Love, um, The Internal Love 2 is about um, a woman who is a estate agent who basically wakes up one day and she's basically in Imperial China. It's, it's yeah, time travel. It's really good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of... Um, I do like Chinese dramas, but I find that they're really, really long. Sometimes they have 40 episodes, 60 episodes. And they're too glossy. Yeah, but this one is... Um, actually, it's half an hour and it's about 25 episodes. I watched the first... Uh, the the first part last year was just The Internal Love, and now I'm watching the sequel, The Internal Love 2, and so far, so good. Um, I'm loving that. The other one I'm watching is um, Five Miles of Peach Blossoms or Internal Love. I don't know what they're all <laughs> freaking called that. It's the one that everybody loves and everyone likes. Um, I've actually made a vow to myself that I'll watch two episodes a month. The reason why is because there's like 50-something episodes, and I cannot sit down and Life watch that. Life is too that. short. I can't. Life is too short. It's a good drama. I will give you that. It's Wuxia, you know, martial arts and everything. It's beautifully, beautifully shot. Great premise. Anything to do with Nine Fox Tales, I'm always interested in. But it's just too long. So I'm just watching two episodes per month. <laughs> Though every time we hear about what we're watching, I'll always say five miles of peach blossoms. Oh, five miles of peach blossoms. I finish it. Um, then I'm watching as well All My General, which is another Chinese drama. Basically, it reminded me of Mulan, which is why I started to watch it. The most beautiful costumes I've ever seen in a Chinese drama. And in fact, any Asian drama I've ever watched is this one. It's um, absolutely stunning looking. Um, it's about a woman who's a general, and um, basically she has to just talk, when she comes back from war, because she wins this bloody war, she's told to marry um, basically this um, this guy who's part of the, well, the prince, yeah, let's call him a prince, the prince, because um, the king is afraid of her might and how strong she is, so it's like, oh, let's just marry her into our family, and the prince basically, and it's also a role reversal, because the prince is this metrosexual guy uh, who just hangs out and just spends money you know very into his looks and then there's this woman who is like you know the general and people call her like they call her the general did they ever say miss general it's it's an okay, amazing I'm, dynamic. I'm actually very curious yeah. because you know I like the role reversals and I like when the I basically I like things that are that are different from troop yeah so that is quite interesting yeah, it's very interesting it's, mm. but it's 60 episodes I might even, if it's good, yeah. I might actually invest the time. Yeah, but it's it's brilliant. Over two years. I'm up to twenty at the moment. So oh, well it's still going. How many hours? How long is it? Uh Each fourteen episode. minutes. 14. Okay, so that's a two I so that's a two year project. Yeah, it's a yeah. two year project. I started watching it last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and the last drama I'm watching is a Japanese one. It's called Buku Ume no Hitu Desu, which means I'm your destiny. Um it's about this guy. He's told that um he had to find this woman and marry her because of their child was basically gonna end and um, stop the end of the world from happening. Oh really? And, just yeah, that child. Oh, oh just just told. Hello, Jeans. Um he basically came home one day and God is sitting down in his um, living room and tells him this news. <laughs> okay. It's really it's 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 Japanese, so you know I mean? Japanese dramas can be quite quirky, sometimes really irreverent. They don't mm-hmm. stick to the script of, oh, this is how it's meant to start, how it's meant to be, and how it's meant to end. Because sometimes, majority of the Japanese dramas I've watched did not have a happy ending. Mm. Um, it's very much rooted in reality. Yeah. But They're it's actually quite... Well, yeah, yes, they I can think, be. Yeah. I think, can no, be. I, think, I think realistically, based on what you're saying, if one is to do um, an, a view of the... Asian cinema in that sense, mm. then you're very right. Japanese drama is very real. Mm. Chinese dramas are very twee. 
Korean dramas are very yes, and then uh, Korean dramas can kind of sort of sit somewhere in the middle. Yeah, because they like they like to do dramas on yeah. almost every walk of life. It's like right, can we do a drama about you know weightlifting and sailing yeah. university? Yeah. Yes, Let's do one. Yes. Let's do a drama about people who work in the book industry. Let's you do, do one. That. They yeah. kind of pick something and just. Almost right but that's around actually it. quite interesting because because of that I think it translates a lot. Oh yeah, a lot of other films. Because I was watching this um, Chinese drama, which oh god, I wish I remember the title now. It's basically about this. Um, I it's uh, st- attention love, attention love. Oh, that's I saw I that. I really like that's Taiwanese. Yes, Taiwanese drama. Yes. And then there was this bit where you know um, the character, you know, in the very beginning mm. of the character is fighting, and that's why he says, "Who does he think he is? A Korean opa?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, and they could see all the Korean sort of thing influences because one of the girls goes to her brother and say, Oh, pa, help me find this people. It's like, it's, it's, it's interesting how you find that the Korean yeah. drama scene is sipping into lots of other um, Asian drama cultures. I agree, but I do find that I'm finding I watch more Taiwanese shows than I do Chinese shows. Taiwanese shows are just, better, yes, they are better, but I also it's because of the length. Because mm. a lot of time when these shows are almost like 16 episodes yes, as well, 16, 20 episodes. But the Chinese shows are the ones that just go on for oh, inter. Oh, no, inevitably, no. And I always found that with Taiwanese shows as well, they're almost like the funky older, funky younger brother yeah. of the chi- of China to me. They even, are, but I don't think China, the China, China mainland, like you say. I like that you're saying that, but I think I think we know it's true. We know it's true. Um, and they're better. They actually they do do better shows. They do better shows. I mean, there's some Chinese shows which are good, really, really good. Mm. But um, if you for something more succinct. And it's, you know, go Taiwanese. Go Taiwanese. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's our show. That's the end of our first episode. I hope you guys really like this first episode of Nigerian Nunas. Listen, comment, remake your reviews, leave your stars, talk to us on our Instagram. What's our Instagram? Um, at the moment, we don't have one. Yes. <laughs> but we're using. But we're, we're using at Popgram Podcast. Excellent. So go on there, leave your comments. Also, if there's any particular show that's currently going on at the moment that you think we should watch, yeah. let us know. I mean, it's not that we don't have anything else to do with our lives because we actually have a nine to five. <laughs> but as part of our five to nine, we'll watch it and we'll review it and we'll tell you our thoughts, good, bad, or indifferent. And if you disagree with us, because we know there's some people out there. I don't understand who they could possibly be who would disagree with us. But they pull out there who do, who do disagree with us. Please, please, let us know what your thoughts are. And let us know why you disagree with us. I think it'd be a very interesting, you know, commentary on what it is that we're doing. You can find me on social media um, and Instagram, African Kitch. That's K-I-T-S-C-H. I think I got, no, K-I-T-C-S-H. Oh, my God, I got my, my handle wrong. We'll put it in the show notes. Wait, wait, we'll put it in the show notes. We're just going to put everything in the show notes. But exactly. um, let us know. Know what you think let's get your feedback yeah. you know and sh- um download share, <laughs> share with everyone as well mm-hmm. um let everyone know that oh the nigerian girls are doing um a k-drama K- podcast <laughs> and you know we're also going to bring we're obviously not going to just like we're not just going to be talking about just what we're doing because we also bring a quite interesting insight i think because our nigerian heritage which sometimes can actually be very similar to asian heritage yes. you know the the hyper content competitive parents <laughs> the are you getting married yet, parents? <laughs> All of that still works very much in the African Nigerian culture. So there's going to be, I think, sometimes we're going to also oh, yeah. put a, a dip our toes into just go be old school. <laughs> yeah, they beat you, yes, they beat us as well. <laughs> Similarities between both the African and Asian culture. Exactly. All right, then. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. Bye.